The very first time I ever stepped foot in the state of Kentucky, I met a woman and instantly I knew, I knew two things. I was going to move to Kentucky and that woman was going to have to be my best friend. And I'm here to tell you 12 years later, she is still one of my dearest and closest friends. I have no problems with her. It's her husband. Mm, he drives me crazy. You see, I pride myself on hospitality. I'm from the South. It's what I do. Unfortunately, her husband is from the South and he thinks it's what he does. And so very quickly, I realized that I may have matched, met my match in hospitality. And so we began, you know, kind of a friendly little competition because he's the guy that in church, when you are finishing the last song, before you can even turn around, he's cleaned up his pew and like four other people's pews. Exactly. He's the guy that at potluck dinners, you go and as soon as you're finished with your dinner, he's already cleaned up the entire table. It's maddening. That's what I do. It's maddening. And so I decided one day I was going to out hospitality this guy. And I was going to do it by inviting him to my house for a very formal sit down dinner. And so it was going to be my house, my rules, my preparation, and my hospitality. My friends arrive and very quickly I'm at the door to greet them. I open the door and they, I said, hi, can I get your coat? And he says, I didn't wear one. Well, can I get you anything to drink? I had water in the car. I'm like, okay. Is there anything in the world that I can get you right now? I brought you flowers. That's how the night went. And finally, it was time to sit down. And so I invited everyone to follow me into my dining room where I sat everyone and I pulled the seat out for him. And I said, here, sit down. I mean, have a seat. <laughs> have a seat where I made you a place card. Do not move, sit right here. And I quickly went into the kitchen and I opened the cabinet where I keep all of my plates. And I pulled down a plate only to turn around and there he was out of nowhere standing there. And before I knew it, he had his hands on one side of my plate and I had my hands on the other side of the plate and we're playing tug of war with my fine china. <laughs> my husband walked in. My friend walked in, and let's just say the dinner party got a little awkward. Another woman invited friends to her house. She made the preparations. She made the meal. It was her home, her hospitality. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, another has their hands on the other side 
of the plate, metaphorically speaking. And in many different ways, the dinner party got very awkward. And the story is caught in John. And I will tell you here before we read our scripture, if you're in the playground, if you're the friends in the playground, I want you to listen to scripture and I want you to make or draw or read or create something that you hear. Hint, don't tell anyone. There might be a table. I don't know. They'll, they'll make it. They'll create it. Let's read the gospel of John together. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they gave a dinner for him. And Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. And Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used it to steal what was put into it. And Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. I told you this dinner party gets a little awkward. For me, I have a lot of hair and I really don't like feet. So the whole thing is awkward for me on lots of different levels. Last week, just in case you weren't here, we focused on the prodigal son. And we talked about the different perspectives of the different people there that day. We talked about two brothers. And I don't know if you noticed, but even our back wall of focus, they had pictures of siblings and homes around us. And at the end of last week, we chose something that we wanted to focus on for the rest of Lent, and we wrote it down on our Polaroids, and we hung it in the breezeway. If you weren't here last week and you would like to do that, we invite you to do it. There's a station in the breezeway waiting for you later. So last week, we had a story about two siblings in Jesus. This week, we have a story about three siblings in Jesus. I mean, what can't go wrong? <laughs> and of course, we know that this story is actually in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a version of this story in all four Gospels, which tells us this story is important. It's just each of the stories has a little different focus. The details are a little different. In Luke, the woman has an alabaster jar and the host is a Pharisee. In Matthew and Mark, the woman is unnamed and the host is Simon the leper. But for John, 
John sets this scene in the small town of Bethany, a place that feels familiar to us. And John uses these people that we want to be friends with. They make sense to us. We understand them. And so John sets the story in a small town with our friends where faith runs deep. And the focus for John, no matter what John writes, the focus for him is always exactly the same. The focus for John, our host of the story, our storyteller today, The focus is to always have the foreshadowing and foretelling of what will happen to Jesus. And so here we have a table that has been set, that has been prepared, much like the table of the Last Supper. And so in that way, Martha is preparing us. We have this perfume that's used to anoint Normally, if you wanted to anoint someone who was alive, you anointed them on their head. When you anointed someone on their feet, it meant they were dead. And in that way, Mary is preparing us. We have a man who died, and now he's here at a table eating with a family. And in that way, Lazarus is preparing us. And then we have the betrayer, the thief, the one that steals, the known sinner. And he's actually a a guest at another dinner. And so there begins the plot line of Judas. Each of our guests offering a different kind of hospitality. But the biggest part of this is this perfume, this expensive perfume that all of a sudden is given. And Judas gets upset about it. And Judas says, why would you waste all of that money? I read a story this week about a man who was kidnapped. Now, before I tell you anything else, all is okay. The end of the story is good. The man is returned. The kidnappers are in jail. But this is a true story. A man was kidnapped in the early 90s in New York. And the men, they called the wife and they said, if you want your husband back, we're gonna need $100,000. The story goes, true story, the story goes that the wife talked him down to (laughs) $30,000. Now, I want to know, how did that conversation go when the husband gets back home and realizes his wife got him at a discount? (laughs) Is it like, well, I mean, you know, you're aging, depreciation, like, what does that look like? How did that go? (laughs) It's funny. The journalist who wrote the piece that I read said, if I were in that place, I hope someone would spare no expense to have me back. Is there any 
cost too high to have someone you love back? If you have had the death of anyone, you know the answer to that. And isn't that what Judas is preparing us for? That there is no cost too high for our Lord not to have us back at the table. At all cost, our Lord wants us back around a table. And at that table, there's going to be the betrayer and the anointer, the dead and the alive, the faithful and the unfaithful. And the beauty and the truth of the story, the most maddening part and the most awkward part is that all people around the table are there equally, receiving the same meal and receiving the exact same extravagant grace of God. And that's what makes the story so important. And every time we gather around the table, we are an extension of that story. It's like Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, only our details are a little different. There was a fifth grade teacher, and she asked her class to write the most important sentence ever written. It was for a contest, and the kids wrote things like four score and seven years ago, all People are created equal. And of course, to be or not to be. But you know the sentence that won? The sentence that appeared was on a postcard from Hawaii. A stepfather who was on a honeymoon with the girl's mother. And the girl said she wasn't feeling great about herself. She felt abandoned. And she didn't really know how the stepfather felt about her. But she said her world changed when she got one postcard with four words on the back of it. It said, Charlotte, I love you. Where are you sitting around the table? Which one are you? How are you feeling at the table? Do you know how God feels about you? Are you feeling unworthy? Are you feeling like you need to anoint? Are you feeling like you have betrayed? How are you feeling at the table? And do you know how God feels about you? Here we are back in my kitchen. I'm on one side of the plate. My friend's husband's on the other side of the plate. We're playing tug of war. And of course... My husband and my friend are watching. And my husband comes in, of course, and he looks shocked. Not as surprised, but shocked. <laughs> and he goes, he just looks, he's like, wow. Just wow, Marion. You hit rock bottom. <laughs> of course, my friend looks at her husband and says, looks like you missed the whole point of the whole thing, didn't you? 
Don't miss the whole point. Take these next days of Lent and focus in on where God is calling you. Focus in on your place. Focus in on your detail at the table so that you do not miss the whole point of what happens at the Easter feast. Amen.